Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volumes 19 and 20 of Vinland Saga. The War in the Baltic chapters did indeed continue into this <laughs> book and, well, completely all throughout this book. And I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to continue at least to some degree into the next book. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, so I, I, th I think this ended on the, the 20th chapter that's called War in the Baltic, if I'm not mistaken. So... Yeah, it's it's really a, a series of chapters now that we're maybe getting close to the end of, although it's definitely not finished yet. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that it, it's reaching its climax kind uh -huh. of thing, you know. Definitely. Um, I do think it's funny how we've had a few, I guess, little arcs or little sections where the chapters are all the same <laughs> name, just like part one, part two. Yeah. But in the prologue and really most of the slave arc, I don't think they're were ever part one to part well here and there i guess but not this to this extent oh yeah for sure <laughs> uh, I, I wonder if it's like i'm really getting tired of thinking of names for all these chapters <laughs> yeah, just... i had that thought too like yeah just makes it easier for him <laughs> and i can't blame i mean him. hey i'm totally, totally fine like, yeah <laughs> it, it, it's not like i needed a new chapter name with each chapter you know <laughs> no no absolutely <laughs> uh but yeah no it, it's great and uh, also, one other thing I want to just mention before we get into the character discussions here is Yukimura's art just continues to amaze me. Uh, and oh my gosh. Like, especially, like, the details throughout. And I think this yeah. book had some images of, like, the battles uh, at Jomsborg with, like, just so many warriors fighting each other in the same image. Like, there was especially that, that one big spread in chapter 142, I think it was. Uh, just this massive image of, of uh, like, the wall and just soldiers on both sides fighting. And, like, there mm. must have been well, well over 100 people in that image. Like, it's it was so fascinating to look at that. Like, I, I actually, I started trying to count them, but I pretty quickly just realized, no, I, <laughs> I have forgotten which ones I've counted and which ones I haven't. I, but, yeah, I'm sure there were well over 100. Uh, like, so, so many uh, and like that must have taken so much time <laughs> to get done. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much he's he's going into, uh, well, how much he's put into all of these chapters. Really, like the the art is amazing, the details are amazing. Mm. I it's it's a real treat to read every time, and the chance that we get to reread it twice or just reread it, it gets us more opportunity to appreciate that art you know yes for sure oh yeah one last little thing actually on, on his art here was there were a couple of scenes in that during like during those war scenes that gave us some visuals that like of the, just the brutality and kind of gross stuff uh and and mm. and, and and just kind of yeah just tragedy uh of it all uh some of those visuals that i will remember for a long time i'm sure like for example that that father who was just blasted well, in half, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to retire to see my grandson. Right. It's going to be great. <sighs> that was so... Uh... And then the brother who shot his brother in the head. <laughs> yeah. But th those are both cases of, like, severe dark comedy. It, it, it really is. It is. And it also displays the horrors and the terrors of war. Yeah. Uh, in a really good way. Exactly. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's all I just wanted to touch on before we went, are going into the characters. Uh, anything you want to go over before we do? Oh, no, I'm, I'm ready to go into the characters. Let's get into the characters then. 
Thorfinn finally finds out that Floki is the person who's ultimately responsible for Thor's death. Finally. Finally. And it was pretty much the beginning of this book, too, here. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. 19 volumes in, that finally happens. And it did make him feel like killing him for a moment. Yeah. And, I mean, he was able to get over that feeling, at least for the time being. But he still... He fears that he will want to kill him if he comes face-to-face with him again. And that's... Obviously, they're pretty close by right now, at, by the end of the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really excited. To, I'm expecting them to actually meet uh, in the next book at some point. So that's going to be so exciting to see just how Thorfinn is going to be able to control himself. Absolutely, because I feel like he's not going to go the route of let his anger get the best of him. I do think he's going to be able to control himself. Mm. I just don't know how exactly he's going to uh, react and everything. Right. So it's going to be fun to see, like you said, how how it goes about. And not just his interaction with Floki, but, you know, uh, an interaction with a few other characters that definitely want to cause harm to Thorfinn in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, this next this next book is going is definitely leading up to some interesting interactions. Uh, most of all, being Floki. Yeah. Oh yeah. I knew I knew he was disappointed in himself for the way he reacted. Yeah. And and how much he took revenge, but I I feel like he was really really hard on himself. Mm-hmm. Like I I understand he wants to change and be a better person and not ever have those thoughts. I get it. But you know, he's improved so much and yeah, really has he's at this he's at a point where he can control himself and not just be mad with rage you know yeah right and plus he's shown time and time again just how strong he is in many instances like well yeah. not, not not just here where he actually was able to get over kind of that feeling at least for the time being but also just many other times in the past well when he took that 100 punches to the face for example like stuff like stuff like that the old Thorfinn would have never done that and you know he didn't get revenge for um Arnhade you know like yeah uh, he he didn't go after Kettle so Mm. there's there's instances of him really controlling and not giving into any sort of hatred or rage but I guess like his next step is not to ever have those feelings but that's that's almost impossible and I feel like he's he's admitted that before I don't know yeah but still, yeah. Uh, like I don't doubt that he can grow more, you know, even more. Sure. Um, yeah. But it is it, it it was still sad to see him be so down on himself over this. Yeah. When he when it is so true that he has come so far. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. I feel like it, in this book there was this new temptation to fight for a noble cause. <laughs> cause. Mm. Fight for a noble cause, because. That feels like it's a justification to take someone's life, you know, to to fight in this war. Uh, but for Thorfinn, that that's not good enough, or not good enough to you. There is no good reason to do that, or he, he feels like you know, that should mm. not ever be the you know first resort or any sort of resort. Yeah. And uh, I, I, it was interesting how a lot of these sides were, or at least the the Vaughn side was was trying to make him see that. You know, justice was on their side, and this was the noble cause, fighting for your uh, father's honor, like all that kind of stuff makes mm. it worth it, makes it justified. And to be fair, I, I, I'm sure that those pleasantries sounded 
tempting in a way. But I think again, Thorfinn has grown so much that that he doesn't need that and is not seeking that. And understands that his father would not want that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and that's also a huge sign of his growth. <laughs> yeah. But because this book was so well, obviously the party was split for pretty much all this this whole book. I uh, well, it and 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 the focus was on on both of the sides. I. Actually, don't have more notes on Thorfinn, but if you have anything, anything more, go for it. <laughs> oh, really? I actually do have a few things. Um, I'm glad Thorfinn has continued to place his trust in Canute, but he seems to have a little, you know, he's like, what is Canute doing? You know, he should be mm. controlling these beasts and, and warriors, not causing this much pain and suffering for the people around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of frustration there. Right. Yeah. That, that is interesting. Yeah. 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 He was frustrated and probably maybe a little, a bit disappointed to some degree, uh, and mm. the way that Canute has just allowed this to continue. Right. I, I'll have more on Canute, uh, later on, which, Hey, mm, you know, for sure. <laughs> he, he did come back in a way. Yeah. Uh, to the story. Um, but there's that. That one girl was totally crushing on Thorfinn. Yeah, like, she she was somehow. Like... <laughs> mm, I mean, he's a, he's a cute guy, you know. Uh, oh, I mean, she... and, and and he was a like a hero in a sense to to those yeah. girls. So yeah, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Also, kind of sad to be honest for her to yeah feel like she would thank him through. Well, sex, I assume, was her th- her thinking. Yeah, whatever pleasantries. Hey, maybe it was just holding hands. You don't. <laughs> True, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. uh, Thorfinn again shows that he's you know totally oblivious to all that. Well, True. Hilda was kind of too. Um, yeah. But yeah, just. Totally oblivious to all that, but I just thought her because I wasn't expecting that at all. Like I saw her blushing, and then like her reaction just to be like super disappointed. Yeah, there was a lot of focus on her, or like a lot of panels that showed her kind of looking at Thorfinn <laughs> yeah. in different ways, like that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was just funny. Mm. Um, but hey, you know, Thorfinn's got it right. Like if he if he is ready, I, I'm sure someone will come in and and be his partner for sure. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like how uh, this new character, Garm, seems to be quite a match for him in terms of speed and skill. Yeah. And it makes the, the, the contrast between them, like there's so many different contrasts that we mentioned for Thorfinn, but the contrast <laughs> between them, like, you know, being someone who's super skilled and that really wants to fight and then someone who's also skilled but just tries to avoid fighting as much as possible. Yeah. Um, it's like two very strong wills coming at each other. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting character that I look forward to talking about. In a little bit, but yeah. for sure. Yeah, just in general, his vow to not kill is not looking great. Like, I mean, I, I mean, of course, like it's a great thing to do. What I'm saying is, will he be able to keep it? And and I and I like I said, I think he will be. It's just, you know, there's he he mentions like that it it doesn't seem possible with all these conflicts happening, and you know. Now with Gudrid kind of kidnapped, like it or, or trapped, uh-huh. it it does seem like more and more impossible to avoid bloodshed. But I I have faith in Thorfinn. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too. Definitely. But it is looking really rough. Um, that's all I have. 
Cool, then moving into Gudrid next. Something I absolutely loved about her role in this book was how she really quickly, or pretty quickly at least, was able to relate to Baldur's struggles, you know, of yeah. uh, well, of not wanting to become the thing that the people around him expect of him to become. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas, you know, she had that pretty much that exact same thing, I mean, a little different situation, but very much the same concept of her not wanting to become a bride that everyone ex everyone else expected her to become. And here we have Baldur, who is expected to become this war chief or chieftain mm. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, mm. And so I thought it was so cool to see how she how she felt for him uh, so so easily and, and so quickly picked up on his emotions about that. Uh, so, of course, I loved it when she offered him to come with them on the journey. Yeah. Uh, just so, ah, so good. So, like, it it means, I think, especially much coming from her, who, I mean, she has a lot of experience running away. That's something she's done since she was a little kid. <laughs> but, yeah, with those, uh, well, being able to sympathize with him like that and and inviting him to come with was super hype. <laughs> right. And I I like how she's kind of continuing Thorfinn's mission in giving people who want uh, uh, peace and and uh, some sort of respite from the fighting to a place for them to run away to. Yeah. And her offering that to Baldur is is exactly that, in my opinion. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that that's great. A great, great point. Um, and by the way, she looked absolutely stunning when she said that. Like, it's just randomly the panel is just like super detailed, like luscious lips and and, and great <laughs> eyes. Like when she asked Balder to to come to come with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is stunning. Beauty shot. <laughs> <laughs> She's gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> when she said, "I farted," a very manly and vocal <laughs> fart. <laughs> that shit killed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like she, just the 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 timing of it, like how quickly she came up with that idea or like that excuse. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so, so unexpected. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh my gosh! And she kept it up, like yeah, right. Any noise that he, he made, he's like, oh well, there's my tummy. Like something's really not yeah, agreeing with really me. doing a number on me today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was so hilarious! And the faces that came, like when 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 yeah. Leif like shouted from the well, and just her yeah. reaction to that, like oh, like oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, but but yeah, she is the only one from the main group that is separated from the main group now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I yeah, I'm just going into the next book. I'll, I'm I'm just super excited to see how she's gonna deal with all of that. Um, I'm sure she and Baldur will somehow cooperate or like do maybe come up with something together. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that she is without anyone that she actually knows properly is is exciting, I think. Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Save Gudrid. Yeah, although I want her to have a hand in saving herself as well. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm sure she will. All right. Well, I guess I can't know for sure, but yeah. I mean she is she is um What's the word? Capable? She is capable. That's not the word I was looking for. But the, yeah, let, let's go with that. <laughs> she is capable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it'll it'll all go well. Uh, she and Thorfinn will surely, or she and the rest of the group in general, will surely meet, meet up again in the next book, I'm sure. 
Anything else on her? I, I guess I'll just mention this. I, I think she has a lot of guts to, well, I guess she was behind bars, but still it's a lot of guts to say to a warrior that call him sick in the head for how much they like <laughs> killing and whatnot, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, respect. Just, yeah, her absolute distaste to that and just like, you know, listing things that are totally admirable things to do instead of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hope that some of that, I guess, rep- reprimanding gets through to some of the characters in, at some point. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it does feel like you're talking to a, a, a brick wall. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. With a lot of the Jonas Vikings, especially. Yeah. But yeah, it should be. Yeah. I, it definitely would be interesting for one of those people. Like we talked about the potential of Thorkel, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Changing his ways. Uh, but really, <sighs> any of those types of characters would be a big, like, it would be a big feat. Uh, or a big right. like accomplishment uh, to have one of those people turned around, kind of. Agreed. Hmm. Then let's move on to Einar next. I was a little bit disappointed in him actually at the beginning of the of this book, or at least the earlier of what we saw of him. Uh, I was a bit disappointed in him for not helping out when when you know when they were sewing the sail to re- to repair it. Oh. <laughs> like like I I would expect bug eyes to not care about that like. That's kind of just expected, but I I thought of it. I I thought higher of Einar with in, like in terms of huh. those types of things. But he he was just basically playing with bug eyes <laughs> instead of actually helping out with that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I <laughs> I guess my thought. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea what they were doing really. I I guess I thought it was training, but then, but then it's like what, what training for. Aren't aren't they not supposed to fight with weapon like or at least at least Anar right. like I I don't know yeah yeah so my only thought is did maybe Anar is not good with the sew a needle or thread a needle I don't know I mean fair I mean I guess in this uh, time age like most men probably didn't learn much about sewing and stuff like that's just kind of how the gender roles functioned back then. So sure, he he may not have learned it growing up, but you know, never too late to learn. <laughs> I said. Never too late to learn. And then again, sailors, I mean, they gotta learn how to mend the sail, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, yeah, good, good point. One that I did not uh, think of too much, but uh, now that I think it was like, yeah, like why wasn't he huh. doing anything else? Maybe he, maybe they were training off. Like maybe he, he had done stuff. He's like, all right, your turn, Gudrid, or something. Okay, yeah, okay, sure. That that's fair. That <laughs> <laughs> we could try to view it that way. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny though, Gudrid. Uh, I don't. Didn't she like have no talent for some of the things that were considered womanly duties? Yeah, that that was pointed out. Yeah, although I I I guess you could also maybe view that as. She is like comparatively not that great at it, but she's still capable. Like, like she she can do it. It's just not, I guess, as great as a lot of other women who have trained at it. Also, maybe, uh, maybe. Then it then again, it could just be like sewing is different than say tapestry weaving, which is completely different. True. And maybe that was the thing she sucked at versus sewing. Maybe sewing, she's fine. True. Yeah, it could be that as well. Hmm. Anyway. Anar. Uh, yes. I really don't have much on Anar actually. Fair. I, 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 I don't have a whole lot either. I have one more thing though, being the the big battle at Jomsborg. Uh, I think that might have been, or probably was the first like full on battle that Anar has seen, or at the very least been in the middle of. 
since obviously he ha- he isn't a fighter or anything like that. Uh, right. So because of the that that possibility that you know when he was in the middle of that with Leif, I appreciated his comment about this being hell on earth, and you know as he mm. carried Leif through the moat, and just that commentary on on a person's first experience being in the middle of a battlefield, I thought was was good. Yeah, I li- I liked it, mm-hmm. and how he was you know carrying Leif on his back and everything like yeah, yeah the whole scenery and moment was impactful yep yep but is that it on inner yeah yeah cool then let's talk about balder next floki's grandson who was mentioned a little bit in the previous book but he didn't appear until the beginning of this one Mm -hmm. and he's also thorfinn's cousin i'm so glad he's not a snot-nosed little brat (laughs) (laughs) i feel like the stereotype is mm. that this grandson is a spoiled pamper little boy. I mean I mean he's yeah, he's spoiled and he's educated and whatnot. But but he's not like he's not stuck up or yeah. you know, uh, thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. Honestly, he has his own desires and they're it's separate from the battlefield. So it, it's just really refreshing to have not a stereotype in that way. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well he's being trained to become well that leader obviously of Yomsborg one day. But he doesn't want that, and he he wants you know a normal life where he can go fishing and have fun and stuff like that. And I thought in that way he reminded me of young Knut, mm. like having this you know potential of well for Knut it was the potential of becoming king, uh-huh. and for this guy it's the potential of becoming the chieftain of the Yom's Vikings. But um, but n- neither of them necessarily really wanted that. Well, at least back then Knut didn't want that. And I mean, there's also the fact that he kind of a little bit looks like young Knut too, but it's. Uh, I think it's fun to see, or I, or I guess I thought it was fun to see those similarities. But I, I'm kind of expecting Balder to not grow into what Knut grew into. I agree. Furthering on that comparison, you know, Knut wanted to cook and and be with his foster dad basically uh-huh yeah. um and not uh worry about fighting and whatnot and so balder is similar in that where he'd rather be fishing be with his grandfather um yeah and, and whatnot so i think that uh is now that there is this opportunity to um reach that kind of peaceful living um, I think Balder could actually attain that where Canute could not. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I really hope so. Like, part of me, like, well, the, I think the biggest part of me is is assuming that he will actually go with our, our crew here and join them on the journey to Miklagard and then maybe also probably even to Vinland eventually. But mm. uh, there's also still a smaller part of me that just kind of fears that he he's going to choose to not come with them because he it, like, cause obviously it's a big thing to leave your home and, you yeah. know, go with people that you don't actually even really know. So like a small part of me is afraid that he won't go with them and that he's going to stay and well, kind of suffer on where he is, which would be a pretty sad fate for him. But it's one that I, I wouldn't be too surprised, even though it's most, it's just a smaller part of me that's kind of thinking about that, I guess. But what if, what if his grandpa, Floki, yeah. dies in this battle? 
does he have any reason to stick around? Like, what would what would be the point? True. Well, I, I guess we don't know all of the ties that he might have to servants, and maybe he has, I don't know if he has friends or mm-hmm. I don't know. Because his parents are gone. Yeah. And I, I, I maybe there are friends. I, I don't know. Like, hmm. maybe he'll feel some sense of entitled duty, but, but I don't know. That doesn't seem to be like a, especially since he's only ten years old. What are the, what are these uh, Vikings gonna care? Especially since Floki, the the guy that they really were fighting for, is if he is dead, dead, or if he does die, is gone. You know? True. Right. Right. So I don't know. I mean, if Floki still lives, for whatever reason, which you know, that would mean that Thorfinn obviously didn't get his <laughs> vengeance in that way. You know, so yeah. that's probably a good thing. Um, then yeah, I totally see Balder staying around, and and maybe something happens there. His his story continues elsewhere. Right. But if Floki does die, I I think that I think he would go with them. Yeah, I hope that, so. That's my thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Balder came to save Gudrid, Einar, and Leif because he thought that Thorfinn was behind this war and that his friends <laughs> could talk him into calling it off, basically. Uh, or at least that, like that was his initial reason for for uh, letting them go. Although right. even after learning that, that probably wasn't the case. I guess because they, I guess by the end of the book they don't know for sure really what's the case. Like for hundred percent sure. Although obviously the people that know Thorfinn really doubt that he would actually be behind it, any of that. <laughs> um, but but anyway, like since uh, Balder, uh, even after he learns that that probably wasn't the case though. He he is still helping them, and he he shows them the, yeah. the secret tunnel and all that. So he, yeah, it just shows that he's such a good kid. It's true. Uh, I like him. He's a nice kid. Uh, hmm. it, it reminds me of, actually, maybe Canute reminds me more of this. Oh. I, uh, I I I've been uh, in a Monty Python phase, I guess. Oh. I haven't watched Monty Python recently, but I just really been <laughs> remembering. Like you know that in uh, the Holy Grail where there's that scene where. Um, you have a father who, or no, you have a kid who's going to get married to some lady and the father comes in and is like, why aren't you getting ready? And he's like, but father, I don't want to be married. Oh, yeah. I just want to sing. <laughs> so, no, 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 there'll be no singing. About... Yeah, that's like, I feel like, I feel like uh, Floki is the father and father is the, but Floki, but grandpa, all I want to do is fish. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then canoe is all I want to do is cook. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. that For some reason, I was making my notes that came to me. Like, oh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, so, uh, Balder, I'm, I'm interested to see where his uh, story goes from here. Definitely, me too. Was that, was that all on him? Yeah. Then let's talk about Bug Eyes next. So him turning super serious, you know, to try to fool Garm and like, oh my god, that was so funny. Like his entire face, like the way he was drawn, just changed. <laughs> or his eyes, I guess, especially. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh my, yeah. He looked like suddenly he looked really handsome. And like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that was so funny. And how you know his his way of trying to circumvent the whole thing and. It's just like long text and it was just going on and on. And yeah. <laughs> loved it. That, yeah. 
such a long monologue and then leading up to gotcha sucker (laughs) (laughs) no did not go very well though uh, but th- that was unexpected, I thought, for him to actually kind of put himself out there for yeah. his friends or for his companions was something that, based on the pre- previous book, I wouldn't have necessarily expected. Obviously, he had a like that idea to hit Gor- Gorm, or G- Garm. Sorry, Gorm. Gorm was uh, the uncle of oh, Askeladd. Uh, Garm is this guy. Anyway, to-, to hit him when he was not looking, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ultimately, I I thought it was a a I mean, all things considered, a pretty good move. Yeah, uh, he surprised me in this book. Uh, not so much for his complaining and his tomfoolery, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like standing up or you know trying to basically uh, take the initiative and come up with a plan and everything. Mm. Um, but also him showing. That he really, really cares about Leif. Yeah, and, that was so sweet. Uh, yeah, that was really nice. And I, I think I said last discussion that uh, he wasn't my favorite, or like I, I didn't really care for him, or, or I, I, maybe it wasn't that harsh. But I, you know, I, I do like him. I think he's, I hmm. think he's pretty funny, and and yeah, <laughs> not just a com- comedic relief. I mean, that's mostly what he is. But, but I, I like that he's there because he's really loyal to Leif and and cares about him yeah I like that totally yeah he absolutely grew in this book um or at least we got to see more of his more of the depth of his character in this yeah uh so that was that was really great and and yeah I I agree with you kind of before this book he there wasn't that much interesting to him really but now 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 I think there is And, and in addition to well the things that we mentioned so far I think there was one other part that I really liked from him this book when uh Thorfinn had just gotten to Udansa. It was Udansa where they met. Um, anyway, uh, when they had just met up again, anyway, uh, the, the two of them, Thorfinn and Thorfinn. Yeah. Uh, Thorfinn, actual Thorfinn. Okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to call Bug Eyes Thorfinn because that's just going to make it confusing. So, actual Thorfinn. Thorfinn too. Our Thorfinn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he started feeling bad about the idea of killing someone in order to save someone. Uh, and I was really happy about Bug Eyes' response to that. Like, sure, it's respectable of Thorfinn to, to not want to to resort to violence and like to, and to not or well to not want to take lives, but in this instance, I think Bugeyes, I think Bugeyes was right, like risking the lives, or maybe even taking some the lives of some Joms Vikings in order to rescue your innocent friends, is better than leaving your friends to die. Like I I can't not agree with that. Yeah, it's it's true. And so I thought it was good that he kind of well spoke some sense into into Thorfinn in that moment because sure yeah I understand where Thorfinn is coming from but yeah I I thought the the choice there was which should have been an easy one to make kind of so then here's the question does he actually kill in the next book that yeah that is the question mm. maybe that's just something we say for predictions but uh you know we we were talking about Thorfinn and and his vow to not kill and how it's in trouble um, and I think we even said, oh, well, I don't think he will kill. But then we, but then we get to this moment where Bug Eyes brings up the fact that, well, the death of a, a few terrible people is okay when you have to save your friends, you know, the people that are important to you who are innocent. Mm. Um, so anyway, I guess we'll, I guess we'll discuss that later. Sure, sure. So let's talk about Garm next. This skilled fighter with his own very special spear custom made or something like that 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh-huh. I, I mean, he's kind of the, the typical crazed warrior guy who's really cocky, uh, but, you know, seeks the thrill of the fight. Um, does remind me a lot of like a, a younger Thorkel. Totally just skinny, skinnier. You know. Yeah. Right, dude. I actually well, so there there was that part when he and Thorkel were fighting when Thorkel's guy, that guy who's usually often with Thorkel, um, mm-hmm. just made a comment on like, uh, what if he's like his bastard son or something like that, <laughs> which obviously is only speculation or like maybe not even speculation. Maybe it was just like a comment that meant nothing. Um, right. But I had had that same thought even before that guy said that just because, mm. well, there is, as you said, like the similarities in how they both like, well, are so amazingly fond of fighting and those sorts of things. And, and, and that they're both very skilled at fighting on top of that. But I thought they were also, I mean, they, I think they have similar eyes and hair as well. Like definitely the si- same types of eyes and, and the hair that kind of goes upward, kind of spiky-ish mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, so I could see it that, like, I don't know if it's ever going to be, like, confirmed. But yeah. even if it isn't, I can I can still definitely suspect that they may be related. That could kind of be a head, headcanon. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. Because <laughs> it, it works. Right. Interesting with Garm, um, while obviously he is all about the thrill of the fight and tries to find opponents that are um, strong, he is seeking someone to kill. Like, there's a few moments where he's, He's like, oh, I thought I was finally going to die. You know, like, it seems yeah. like he wants to die. Right. <laughs> um, which is kind of different than Thorkel. Uh, mm. Thorkel, not saying that he's afraid of death, but that he, he enjoys, like, the fight and um, expects to come out victorious, but, you know, wants to uh, fight people who are strong. Right. And Garm does, too, wants to fight people who are strong, but because they have the potential of killing him. Right. Yeah, yeah, because several times he he made uh, kind of indications toward that that he actually wants to get killed by someone, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that is, I mean, kind of freaky but interesting, <laughs> right? I don't know what to make of it other than if someone can show him that. Well, at the end of his battle with Thorkel, I I'm sorry, I'm jumping here, but mm-hmm. there's a line he's he mentions where there's nothing better than fighting to the death and Mm. obviously that's that's messed up and so i i hope that someone's able to teach him that there's more to life than just fighting and and, and killing yourself you know yeah maybe thorfinn would be able to do that at some point so maybe there's potential there for him to eventually like eventually come to his senses and maybe join their party um but you know, is he too far gone? <laughs> I wonder, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So that's just just some thoughts I had there. Right, right. Yeah. With this story, I feel like there's kind of, there's hope everywhere in a way, just because of kind of what the story is about. About, well, well, we we saw the main character go from being someone who killed a lot of people very easily without really a second thought to being what Thorfinn is now. So I think if mm-hmm. he could make that journey, a lot of other characters can make a similar journey too. Obviously it's not necessarily that they will, but right. I think the possibility exists. So Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I-, I like how we have a spear user. You don't really see too many 
spear users, um, yeah. media in general. True. I mean, I, I, I can think of a, a couple off the top of my head, but they're just not as prominent as the sword and the axe and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, it's cool to see that and have someone as strong as Garm be the one. Yeah. Plus, it's a very cool spear. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it, it kind of acts as a dual spear in a way. Right. <laughs> I think that's all I have on him other than he, he can be pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do agree. In that case, let's talk about Thorkel next. So after Vang was found dead, Thorkel, Thorkel kind of, well, he, he took command of both of the armies and led them to, <laughs> to fight Floki at Jomsborg. <laughs> Uh, and just uh, such t- typical Thorkel. Thorkel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love that. And, like, the fact that, like, it wasn't just him changing sides. He actually kind of converted the other army to fight mm-hmm. under him as well. Like, this entire <laughs> this entire shift of things just happening there was awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, of course he could pull that off. Absolutely. And he's starting to pick up on the fact that Knut is killing off several mighty men, like throughout, like right? through, like with poison, or, or like well, making them sick, uh, so that they die. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, and I wonder. Well, I'm I'm hoping to see more of that, and like see that lead into something bigger, perhaps. Yeah, well, you know, and there's obviously been tension building up with his relationship with Knut for a while. Yeah, but this one t- takes a like a different turn in that he realized Knut was keeping him from having fun and then all of a sudden he like wants him to fight people and he's like yeah. that's that seems a little off um and he, he may basically makes a comment that look i know i'm the muscle head and everything but don't think i'm stupid like mm. i i know i can i can pick up what's going on and the the part where he picks up wolf by the neck um mm. that just gave me chills just his kind <laughs> yeah. of speech and um that that moment there yeah, uh, where he says that you know I I kill when I want to kill I die when I want to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the Viking you know, that, way. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, just a lot, a lot of. But uh, well, that well, that was an awesome Thorkel moment. I thought totally. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not to say I don't like I don't like Wolf um, or Canoe, obviously, <laughs> but uh, you know I I totally see where Thorkel is coming from, and the fact that he is kind of or was being used or they were trying to use him is yeah totally uh not cool <laughs> uh-huh but yeah obviously Thorkel is his own man he absolutely is <laughs> oh my gosh like the stuff he was able to pull off in this in this uh like at least by the end of this book here where like not only did he fight himself bloody with Garm before the actual battle started so he was already like, you know, yeah. definitely had taken a lot, of, a lot of damage, but then he went into the fight and he, he caught all those logs, and he was caught in the fire on them. Oh my gosh! And oh my gosh! Yet by the end of all of that, he was still standing at the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so fun. I can still fight. Yeah, it's not a serious injury. Yeah, like burn injuries don't count as injuries. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so good. He ends up uh, taking a liking to Sigurd. Yeah. And there's a line he says that the thing, well, here I say, the thing about fools like us is that we're worthless unless we fight until we're good and bored. And I don't know, it just got me thinking, like, could he get good and bored at some point and then be against fighting in general? 
Ooh, ooh, like um, he like he reaches like a threshold or something where suddenly yeah. he's had enough of it. <laughs> huh. Right? But I mean, the man just got burned, like <laughs> became a, a freaking flaming piñata or whatever yeah. you, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh-huh. Um and he still is gearing to get up get out there. So I don't know, it's like will he ever reach that point? Uh-huh. I, this is something that we've talked about, uh, Agnosium, but I, I really uh, would love to see a change in him at some point. But, I mean, look, I, I love the the warrior he is, but at the same time, I see him uh, look in Thor's eyes. Well, when he looked at Thor's eyes, now um, Thorfinn's eyes, and see something that he doesn't have. Mm. And I want him to get that. You know, I want that for him. Yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah, ever since I think it was book two book three whatever it was i think it was book three yeah like when he saw or when we saw the flashback of him seeing that look in in thor's eyes followed by also when he see, he saw that look in knut's eyes like ever yeah. since around then i think i guess th- those thoughts have existed kind of for us and so yeah it would be so cool if that would actually actually happen at some point to see that look in Thorkel's eyes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, but going back to that line where I die when I want to die. Yeah. Do you do you think that's a red flag? Oh. Like a death flag? Ah. And that this battle <sighs> is his is deathbed? No, no, I don't. I, I'm going to choose okay. to not think that because I don't think he wants to die yet. True. Hey, good. Hey, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Okay. I I can I can I can go with that. Cool. <laughs> uh my last thing is that I I I mean he made he had so many funny little moments uh just kind of being like a maiden in battle, you know. Right. But but my favorite one was when they when he his battle with Garm ended and Garm was like, we'll have to continue some other time. Thank you so much for battling. It was great. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so soon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's also, like, it's also so funny, I think, how, or at least the way I'm kind of interpreting it is that Yukimura is kind of using Thorkel as this, this kind of caricature of the, of the warrior, just in general, mm. and uh, how that obviously, from the whole point of view and the the themes of the story that everything is coming from, that is a bad thing to be. Like that, that's not the thing that people should strive toward, ideally. Mm. Uh, and so, Thorkel is very much some like well, the type of person that is uh, well, yeah, n- not good uh, <laughs> technically. And so, I think it's funny how he 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 kind of makes a lot of those instances where he shows those sides of himself like the the will to battle and the like all all of those things and he makes them funny kind of as like it, like to me it kind of it's it's kind of like Thorkel becomes a gesture for for the readers like he, we're <laughs> supposed to laugh at him because he's a silly guy because he's a warrior hmm. kind of um at least that's part of the, how i've i've started to kind of interpret him especially through this book like when he um, he found out that that Vang had been 
killed by somebody else and he's like <laughs> like and he, he just goes crazy like would you or like would you hire someone to eat your own food like like <laughs> making that comparison <laughs> like it's so absurd <laughs> and and like it that makes it hilarious but he is like he's so weird <laughs> true that um, anyway anyway is that it on thorkel yeah that's all i got cool then let's move on to hild next her presence in Thorfinn's life, I think, I think it kind of disciplines Thorfinn a little bit extra, mm, uh, in some ways yeah. compared to like how it probably would be if she hadn't been around. Like, she pushes him to do better, basically, uh, and I think that makes for a very interesting dynamic be- between the two of them. Obviously, it started in the previous one, but I thought this book showed it more than the previous book had, like the fact that, well, obviously now that we know or Thor- Thorfinn knows that. Floki is the reason for his father's death and that if he would kill his father's killer then she would do the same mm-hmm. and it just yeah it's just super interesting I think absolutely I think it goes back to what we talked about in our last discussion um, that Hild is the personification of Thorfinn's past the, the warrior past mm. um, the, the, the revenge rage filled past um, and so that if he goes back back it gives into the temptation of you know like say killing floki um his past will come back and and basically kill him um, yeah right in him take him so uh i really think there is that comparison to be made and that and that's why i think uh gudrid is so important for thorfinn in that because she is the side of him that he wants to be you know he wants to uh, abhor fighting and mm. uh live the normal life and you know not yeah um go use violence as the last resort or as the first resort so yeah i i sorry to bring gudrid again into hill's discussion but oh i don't mind <laughs> i i do think that um both these characters play an important role for for thorfinn mm-hmm. um and the, in this book it was hill kind of being the like you said like the check or the whatever however you put it the you uh, know yeah <laughs> just kind of keeping him in line Mm. But then Gudrid can be kind of the the savior or the someone to give him relief and and show him that there is a way. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Besides besides his past. Mm. But uh, Hild, uh, <laughs> uh, Hild herself, like her character herself, like is just really fixated on you know keeping Thorfinn in line and and uh, having him in her sights at all time. Um, so I wouldn't say there's like a whole lot of growth but you know maybe she's noticing how thorfinn's handling all this as well so maybe that um does help her in a way right yeah in a way i think just they, they need more time like just kind of allow allow more time to pass and for her to i guess get just get to know thorfinn just see him more as himself agreed but i like how she brings up the hypo- the hypocrisy of the Vikings and the warriors. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. It, you know, they basically do the same thing as criminals, bandits, you know, mm-hmm. but they have the noble cause behind it, you know, their, or their mm-hmm. their honor or war or whatever, you know, like. Totally. Uh, and that makes it justified? No. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I appreciate her calling out that. And, um, yeah, it, it was just a, a good scene with those handmaidens in, in particular like the, the women mm. that they stole yeah yeah that, that was very strong and there's such a good point as you said yeah uh last thing at, at first i thought 
when she saw those women that, that like it was her sister yeah <laughs> you uh, that was my first thought too actually and <laughs> like she recognized her sister or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> and you know and the funny thing is i had thought about the fact that we did not see what happened to her sister mm. and i was oh i was beating myself up for not mentioning it when I read that part because oh no and here it is I should have mentioned it <laughs> uh, but then it didn't turn out to be anything it was like oh well, okay maybe maybe I was right not, not to mention <laughs> um, mm. but it would be an interesting twist although maybe that, however that fit into the story at this point I'm not sure but it would be an interesting mm. twist if she were to find her sister somewhere yeah yeah could be could be but let's talk about Leif Erikson next okay he got shot in the back and in the leg owies yeah, I got really worried for him when I saw that panel. Yeah. I was like, no, Leif, no! <laughs> but uh, he seems to be doing fine. I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said he was fine, but, I mean, yeah, one might I, just say that. I'm not predicting his predicting his death. But maybe it's more so that I'm just, like, really hoping he doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know, like, anything about the historical Leif Erikson's death like i don't know when he died i don't know where or how he died so yeah i i i I can't base it on anything like that here it just wouldn't be fitting for him to die on a battlefield like what yeah that would be a shame (laughs) um i i'm all i'm probably also gonna predict though that he will survive this but the injury might be like it might not actually ever heal completely maybe so like I don't know maybe he's need, maybe he's gonna need a cane to walk from now on or something like that. I could see that. Uh, did that does that keep him from going to Vinland then? I don't know. Mm. Nah, I mean he can still sit on a boat maybe. You know, be like go right or like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah. We shall see. We shall indeed. But is that it on Leif? Yes. Then let's talk about Sigurd next. Turns out he's an avid fan of Thorkel the Tall. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to battle with my hero. Yes, I'm going to oh. be a legend. <laughs> and that panel of his, like, in his imagination of him and Thorkel fighting side by side. It yes. was so, so romanticized, kind of just like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, good for him. Good for him. But then... Uh, his men, or I should say his friends, had that whole friendship talk with him. Uh, and Man. I I really hope that Sigurd will, will be able to at least at least begin to understand right uh, in the near future of the story. Like, just, well, that, that they are, that he has those people as, as his friends. And, and, well, to start treating them better, for one. But, well, first, for him to just come to terms with that and to understand that he is not Halfdan. Exactly. He does not need to rule with an iron chain, you know. Uh huh. His 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 chains are the bonds of friendship. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I, I I like some cheese here and there. And that's some good cheese. <laughs> uh, the finest. Aged well. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. I. These these guys are the bros bros of all the bros and absolutely. <laughs> it's a shame that he hasn't realized that yet. I hope he does soon. Yeah. Um, but what one thing I liked about him though is, 
instead of really fighting in the battle, it seems like he's helping the injured. Like he's using right. his chain as a way to help pull people up. So it, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I, for some reason, I found that really wholesome and just it, like, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of being just like, oh, you chicken, I'm just more like, wow, like wait, way to really help people out there <laughs> instead of killing people. Like uh-huh. way to go. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, like you said, he's not his father. He's not this really cold-hearted person, even though you want always has wanted to try to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it makes me wonder uh, when and if he ever goes back, how he'll kind of uh, rule his father's domain. Right. Um, yeah. Or how he'll, if he'll butt heads with his father. I don't know. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I can absolutely imagine that, like some, something along those, those lines. Uh because I, I imagine he, he is on the, on this journey that we've been talking about, becoming a better person. And so by the time he returns to Iceland, assuming he survives all of this, then, mm. yeah, there's going to be some disagreements, I'm sure, between him and his father. And I hope that he will be strong enough to stand up to his father and when that time comes. And I guess, all, I guess what I have been thinking about as, a, as something that I fear a little bit is for Halfdan to become an even bigger villain kind of whenever mm-hmm. we get back to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could be some extra drama there potentially. Yeah. His, uh, his plans, desires are pretty strong. So yeah. for example, like, you know, if Siri comes back and is like, yeah, you know what? I should divorce Gudrid. And he's like, he may, he may not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he would not. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're we're hoping for this, right? We're hoping for a divorce. Like, <laughs> well, yes, yes, we are absolutely where I am, at least. Well, yes, like, we are. <laughs> even if it's not so that she can marry Thorfinn, like that's totally fine. Um, it, even if she just wants to be single her life, that's totally fine too. But mm-hmm. she needs to get a divorce. Like, th- yeah, like, right, for sure. Like, yeah, she doesn't want to be married to to Sigurd, even though he's on a path to becoming a better person. I don't think there's love there. <laughs> No, I mean, look, no. they, 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 if they eventually fall in love, sure, fine, that's okay, I guess. Mm. But it, it's not at this point. Uh, Sigurd's no. a great guy. I'm sure he'll have many babies with that one lady. It'll be. Oh yeah, that one lady. Yeah, for sure. That one lady. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it'll make her happy. Like it'll be, it'll be just the best for everyone. Win win. <laughs> yeah. Win win. <laughs> for sure. Uh, anything else on Sigurd? No. Now let's talk about King Knut. So good night. There's so many characters. Yes, there are. There were there were a lot of characters. I think this book was the one book where I, like, I didn't take like a, a shitload of notes for anyone, but I did take at least some notes on a lot of yes. characters. <laughs> so I feel but, the same <laughs> so Knut. Anyway, we we only got that little flashback to half a year prior where he appeared hunting deer, or unsuccessfully hunting deer, uh, mm-hmm. in my region. Actually, like in oh, really? uh, Scania, I think is the English word for it, uh, which was part of Denmark back in the day, and so that well it makes sense that he would be there then. Uh, but it's like this, this, this the southernmost county of Sweden uh, these days, yeah. uh, and he was in that region hunting deer. So I, I, th- I thought it was cool to actually see. I think because uh, that area had been mentioned, I think in book four by some lord from that area or something like that. But hmm. but to actually see see that area in the manga uh, was was fun for me just because I actually live here. <laughs> yeah, well, just wait till they get to Vinland. 
I mean, yeah. You know, oh yes. <laughs> uh, I've been to Canada. <laughs> Great. Actually, I don't. I don't really. I don't. Re- I don't know where he, uh, where they land. If I, yeah, well, I, guess I don't even know. I don't exactly either. Except I'm pretty sure it is Canada. Yeah. Anyway. Or well, Canada today at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Knut, he made some, some jokes, I guess. <laughs> In that chapter, <laughs> like there were some really strange jokes. Both two times, it was like, okay, I guess that's a joke. <laughs> the, definitely, definitely not jokes. Definitely, <laughs> definitely secret messages disguised as jokes. Yeah, messages being that I, I think he's the one that killed the chief in Yomsborg. Yeah, killing the leader. Right, and he's hoping that they just kill themselves off after that. Yeah, his plans are a working. Seems so. <laughs> so, that, it, so that's why we're. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, it was just so funny to me that he played it off as jokes the whole time, <laughs> and it's like that's th- those are like the worst fucking jokes I ever heard. If that, like if 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 you're to like if we're to believe that those are jokes. <laughs> if the king tells says, "Oh, it's a joke," what, what are you gonna do? True. He's like that's a terrible joke. Unless you're like really good friends with this person. You're just gonna bust your butt off, like you're just gonna laugh. Like yeah, no, I like how that one guy was like, "A very clever joke, Your Majesty." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yeah, I guess I got I, I gotta laugh at this, <laughs> or else you'll kill me." <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, yeah, it's obviously uh, code code stuff. But mm, man, Knut is so conniving. He really is, and oof. It's like, uh, I do think he's a really well-written character, like, just from a narrative standpoint, but I don't like, I I personally don't like his person, like, his care, his, his, yeah, the, 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 the person that he is. I think he's not that great of a person. <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes it, makes him so interesting and, and likable as a character for me, and, that, and that's why I have him so high up. That's totally um, fair. I mean, it's like Askeladd is also a terrible person, but a, right. an incredible character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I obviously we have sweet we see Canute interfering uh here. Do you think that he'll interfere in the coming battle at all? I, um I mean it would have to be a pretty quick turnaround, but Yeah, I, I don't think that so. Doesn't seem likely. Yeah, yeah, it seems like th- this whole thing is going to finish like within these what whatever like within this day or so, like that uh-huh. that, that they're at. And I don't imagine Knut is going to arrive suddenly. Right. Especially because his plan was for them to kill each other off. So I doubt he would actually appear right here. Uh, that said, I'm sure we'll see more of him in the future of the story, but I don't think he's going to appear in this part here. But let's let's move on to Floki. I wasn't surprised to find out that he is actually responsible for the deaths of several others who kind of threatened his status within the Yom's Vikings. Because yeah. that, that, kind of, that had been like kind of one of our standing suspicions as to why he killed uh, or why he had Thor's killed. But to learn that there, he, that like, Thor's wasn't the only one who like was a victim in that kind of way, I wasn't surprised to see that <laughs> or to learn. Right, that. right. He's not like the like super evil villain kind of guy. Um, he is a grandfather to his, you know, to his grandson, and he seems to be like a, a normal Viking person. 
but it's just he has this great desire and does anything to get that to get what he wants um and no it's just it's just despicable to me you know yeah um and i i've i've said my my piece about floki i don't really have much after this book other than hmm. it does seem like all of his plans are coming crashing down for sure yeah he he that he he needs to be coming face to face with Thorfinn in the next book at the very least. So that that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I I guess he didn't have too much, yeah, uh, new stuff in this book here. So we can move on to Vagn next. So last time we were I brought up the idea of him being like another big bad kind of <laughs> turns out I mean, I I wouldn't say he's necessarily a good guy. No. Uh no. like definitely not, but but uh, well, it was thanks to him that we or that, that Thorfinn found out about the truth about Floki. Yep. Uh, and Atli came back into the picture briefly. You're right. So that, that was that was a nice surprise, I thought. Kind of uh, disappointing that he be, just went back to be a bandit. Or yeah. You know, it's like... I agree, disappointing, but not that surprising. Fair. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it was nice to see him, though. I wonder what happened to Torgrim, his brother. Like, because he had gone crazy. Maybe he's right. died dead at this point. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but Vaughn, uh, I don't know, he does kind of have this uh, typical uh, noble warrior type of vibe to him. Um, I, I, I love that moment where he, you see you see him for the first and you think, like, this is this really big, tough guy. And he's a really big, tough guy, but then he just spark, you know, sprinklers, you know, just coming out of his <laughs> eyes. Freaking drenched <laughs> Thorfinn. Like, I remember I was reading it, and he tells him about uh, Floki being the cause of Thor's death, and mm. you see, you see Thorfinn's like uh, surprise expression, and he's like soaked. I was like, wait, why is he soaked? And I was like, oh my gosh, is the tears? Yeah. Oh my, that's disgusting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't really stick around long. Nah. <laughs> Neither did his head. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so, next I want to talk about dog. Uh, don't you mean Carly's mama? <laughs> There's no individuality in that name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder if they, they'll actually got, like give the dog a name, like an actual name at some know. point. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with dog. But anyway... Uh, I thought it was just super sweet, like that side chapter, and like yeah. going into it, I thought, okay, this is gonna just gonna be like a silly little side thing that's not gonna have any meaning, right? But it actually, it actually did have meaning, I think, to the overall story. Um, and like, not only was it like it really, honestly, I, I thought a very good chapter and pretty emotional even too, and it, it also kind of became relevant again in one of the chapters later when we saw like written out we kind of saw what the barks meant like what she was saying to bug eyes uh <laughs> in in that scene right before thorfinn arrived he pooped he needs changed yeah <laughs> change him right away <laughs> yeah um but yeah no, i i thought that was a really sweet chapter and fun to, to, to see a little bit of characterization for the dog <laughs> yeah agreed yeah um I, yeah it, it was beautiful and how there's this message of raising Carly to be a good boy, you know. Yeah, uh huh. I like that. Like, really like that. So I don't have anything on any other characters. What about you? No, I, I, I don't. Cool. Then getting into predictions. Well, yeah, I, I've said it probably like two times already, but I'm gonna say it again. Thorfinn will come face to face with Floki in the next book, like 100. percent 
but I, I don't think he'll kill him. I don't think you. Th I, I think you didn't think that either. Um, like he, he he's gonna struggle, but he's not going to kill him. That said, it's still possible that Floki might die some in some other way in the next book. Yeah, I I yeah I really think Floki will die. Um, not by Thorfinn's hand. Um, it could could be Thorkell who who does it. Um, yeah, maybe Garm, or maybe just maybe. an accident. Uh, who knows? Hmm. But I go back to our question: Will Thorfinn kill someone? Now I don't think it could be Floki, but could it be someone just a random soldier who is getting really hostile and um, is basically about to kill someone that Thorfinn really cares about? Right. Will that be the moment where he has to break his vow? I I still don't think so. But what Bug Guys mentioned and what you brought up it is a good point. Like when push comes to shove and you're in that really, really hard situation, hmm. what are you going to do? Exactly. Exactly. And I know we've talked at least off recording, we've talked about like volume covers and you don't usually like to look at them ahead of time, but have you seen volume, like the the next book's cover art? Uh, Cause I had to, I had to pre-order it or, or not pre-order. <laughs> had to order it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and I, I think I saw Thorfinn, but I didn't. I didn't look at it. Didn't look at it. I, I guess I, I can speak freely since it's literally the next thing in line for us. Uh, it's Thorfinn holding a sword. <laughs> He's actually holding a sword on that cover. He's art. holding a sword. Yeah. So, uh, whatever that's gonna mean. I mean, obviously, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to use no. a sword on a human. <laughs> but, right. But who knows? It's it's, it's it maybe. I don't know. Uh. So yeah, it's funny. It's a sword. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's actually like a regular sword. No, no short swords or daggers or anything like that. Really? Uh, maybe he's really gonna take after his father in that way. Yeah, maybe. Right. I mean, I, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't like decide to always keep a sword at hand, kind of like like Thor's did. Yeah. Like, I hope he doesn't go that route. Um, but I guess in this specific like situation here. Going into that battle, supposedly, yeah, it's probably it's probably smart, I guess, to have a sword just in case. Yeah. But yeah, Gudrid and Baldur in Jomsborg, they're gonna get out somehow. I hope they. I think it would be nice to see them play a big hand in that themselves. Although, I also expect them to get some help. Like Thorfinn will do something here. He's not gonna just be here for nothing. Uh, right. So yeah, Thorfinn will definitely be important in helping them get out of there and well helping the entire group of protagonists get away from there but yeah balder yeah balder yeah i think we, we both suspect balder will actually join them though on the boat so i thought i just had um was something i already knew like i i know there's going to be like there has to be well i say already knew but more like i I highly suspect uh -huh. <laughs> there has to be a interaction with uh, Thorfinn and, and Garm. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. I, that, that kind of slipped, slipped my mind. Especially since that's where Garm is going to right now. Mm. Could that be the man that Thorfinn kills? Ooh, I don't think uh, so. Mm. No, no. <laughs> but uh, that is going to be also a very interesting interaction. 
the interaction with Floki is much more interesting. Um, if you know, even if it doesn't happen, like I think it'd be an interesting choice for Thorfinn not to confront him mm. as well. But uh, that's the most interesting one. But I think the second is between Thorfinn and, and, and Garm and just how it goes down. Like, is it going to be kind of a talk no jutsu where, where <laughs> somehow Thorfinn's able to speak to uh, Garm's heart and get him to change? Or right. is it going to be uh, some sort of bloody confrontation? Because mm. Garm doesn't, at this point, and, and where they're at the battlefield doesn't seem to be one to take no for an answer right um and, oh, the thing battle. is also we know so little about garm like true all, the only true. thing we know about him is literally what we've seen like right he's a skilled fighter and he's fast but we yeah. know nothing really about you know anything about his past or anything about his life really so it's right it's hard to read him it's hard to i guess well to to speak to his heart kind of as you were mentioning like yeah you're I, right. I imagine that could be hard at least yeah, exactly. Hmm. But yeah, super exciting. Very stoked. I'm probably gonna want to read this book uh, tonight after we've <laughs> after we're done recording this, like the next one here. If I can stay awake, I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, I already mentioned this, but yeah, Leif. I'm sure he'll be fine. But with the the potentially being crippled to some extent after this, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably my prediction there. But I don't have any other predictions at all. Neither do I. I think I've mentioned them all. Nice. So any final words? This is a really exciting arc. Um, I like the the frustrating um, situations that Thorfinn is put in. Yeah. Um, it's entertaining as much as I wish it wasn't happening to him, but uh, <laughs> it, is, it is entertaining. It is. And I'm yeah. fascinated to see how he goes. And depending on how this next book goes, it may, it may put... Uh, Finland Saga as my favorite manga because mm. honestly, it the the art, the characters, the the writing are just so masterful that it it's uh huh hard hard for me to say otherwise. Dude, I I feel the same way. Um, and like another thing, this arc brought that I'm super like that I'm absolutely loving it for. In, in addition to what you said, is is the characters that have been introduced, like Gudrid and uh, Hild, especially. Yeah. Um, has been such a treat. Um, but I've also like, like th- this manga recently made it up to like my number two, like right after Kaguya-sama is where this uh, manga is lying on, on my manga top list mm-hmm. at the moment. But yeah, I, I have also considered like, I'm, I'm trying to think like, yeah, it's really, really close to Kaguya-sama and there's <laughs> a high chance it might, sur- might surpass it at any moment. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. I'm so happy that we started reading this together. <laughs> Thank you for being here with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sharing this moment. <laughs> it's great. It's 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 a beautiful beautiful thing. <laughs> yes, and I and and yeah, I'm uh, again. I think I mentioned this last time as well, but I've also had fun seeing how everyone on our Discord server. By the way, link in the video description on YouTube. Yes. Have everyone there have also been really loving this series as well since a lot of them uh, or a lot of the people on there also started reading around the same time we did but they i guess they read ahead faster since we are a little bit limited by our release <laughs> schedules and stuff like that but yeah but yeah still like it's so amazing that so many people uh, like around the same time are just absolutely adoring this manga and it's yeah it's so great and i'm so happy uh, for what yukimura has has or is creating and yeah absolutely 
so grateful for him as a storyteller. Indeed. But I think that is for, that's it for this week. Yep. Awesome. Then, if you enjoy our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes 21 and 22. Bye-bye. Gotcha, suckers!